Welcome to the Parental Development Podcast. I'm Leah. And I'm Becca. And we're two sisters, one with kids. And one without. One with questions. And one with answers. One who's a licensed psychologist. And one who just wants everyone to hear what she has to say. We both have a heart to see parents succeed and kids thrive. In this podcast, we'll be discussing a variety of topics, all with the goal of promoting conversation and learning. Thanks for joining us. Let's chat. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the pod. We appreciate you being here. We would like to ask again for a little favor as the pod seems to be growing a little bit, which we appreciate you all. If you would just leave us a little five-star review, that would be lovely. Mm Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, you don't need to leave a review. But if you like it, we'll take it. Or if you just want to do us a solid, you could leave it a review. A five-star yeah, review. Yeah, too. <laughs> yes. That too. If it's going to be anything else, we don't We, we don't, don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What in the week this week? This one's a little bit interesting. So I talk, we talk a lot about like, boundaries and holding those and not letting negative behavior kind of work for kids Mm -hmm. because it turns into permissive. What's happening in my house now is I'm having to, Ben and I are having to like step in and not let Sawyer's behavior get him what he wants with other people. So we have hit an interesting time with little soy boy. (laughs) And I mean, he has always been a little Jekyll and Hyde, (laughs) bless his little heart. And the last few weeks, he's just, he has big emotions and he's just having a real hard time learning how to manage them. So Ben and I are pretty solid on like, we hold boundaries with him. He freaks out and that's okay. And we like validate and do all the things, but we hold the boundary. What has started happening is sweet little Lincoln who A, doesn't want him to be upset, and B, is conflict avoidant (laughs) and doesn't want to mess with it, has started like giving in whenever Sawyer Mm. freaks out with him because he just doesn't want to deal with it. So we can't agree on a game. Those two start arguing. Sawyer starts like really having a tantrum, for lack of a better term, And Lincoln just gives in and says, fine, we'll just do, that's fine. We'll just do what you want. Which normally I'm a big proponent of like, they can just work it out Mm -hmm. between themselves. In these instances, we are having to step in much more and say, no, that is not going to get him what he wants. Even with you, sweet little brother. And so it's been a little bit different because again, we, we are so used to and kind of You know, one of our approaches is just that they can figure it out Mm -hmm. between the two of them. But I don't, I also don't want that to reinforce that behavior too, that Sawyer thinks like I can get what I want regardless because I'll just wear Lincoln down. And so we're having to step in a little bit more and say, no, that is not how you get what you want. That does not get you the right to choose what we watch on TV. That does not get you the right to choose the game. That does not get you all these things. You cannot get what you want just by yelling at people and calling them names and trying to hit them like it's that cannot be the thing Mm -hmm. that you learn gets what you want so it's new for us and a little bit different really than how we do most things so I thought it was interesting just to kind of bring that up of 
we're just having to like hold boundaries set by other people in in a effort to try and help him learn to communicate what he wants in his displeasure in a different way, which is a constant struggle with my little my little Sawyer. Yeah, that seems to me in hearing that that is a lot more that takes a lot more effort, even more so than normal, I think, because you're having to you're having to hold the boundary for Lincoln while still like you're te- you're teaching them at the same time, right? So you're yeah. not only are you Sawyer, that's not how you get what you want. You cannot you know, call people names and pitch a fit and throw a tantrum. That's not how you get what you want. But at the same time, you're also teaching Lincoln, Lincoln, you can't be a doormat. Like you, you stand up for yourself. There's a way to do that. You don't come back. You know what I mean? Like that's a, that whole scenario is a lot more mind energy. Yeah. uh, uh, And like takes a lot more, I think. And to be fair, we are not, there are some nights where I just yell at both of them and we don't play a game. (laughs) Um, cause I'm over it, but the more that was happening, I also think that's hard with two kids or yeah. any multiples of kids Yeah, because then it feels like you're punishing Lincoln for Sawyer's behavior. Right. And I, I don't take away like relationship because of behavior, right? I wouldn't tell Sawyer, well, then you can't be around us, but we're not going to play a game if you guys can't, we're not just going to fight through the whole thing either. So mm-hmm. it's. It's a new shift as they get older that, to be honest, I'm kind of doing on the fly and kind of trying to figure out what do I do here because it's not fair to Lincoln, who, BT dubs, is not perfect. Mm. And we hold boundaries with him in a different kind of way. But it's it's making me kind of think about it a little more where I have in the past said, like, then we're not playing games with which punishes Lincoln and he loves games and that doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. But letting Sawyer just like, I mean, he would... He would run this place <laughs> if we let him, if we let him, oh, and, and then he'd come crawl in bed with you and just <laughs> snuggle right up. I mean, it is just such a like whiplash sometimes with that little guy. So again, we're just having to kind of figure it out, but yeah, I'm trying to, we're trying to teach both of them how to do this, just this whole relationship thing mm-hmm. differently. It's not even always about getting what you want or that kind of thing. It's just about being in relationship with people. Yeah. Right. You don't get what you want by being mean, but you also don't let people take what you have because they're mean. Right. Just tricky. It's all tricky. It's tricky for us as adults. So we're working on it. Well, as with this entire type of parenting, it's hard work. It takes a lot more, like I said, mind work. It takes a lot more energy. It takes a lot more forethought and afterthought and intentionality to do that it would be much easier to be like well fine we're not playing a game but nobody yeah. learns anything in that scenario either way other right. than mom doesn't like it when we do that so it, it's just more <laughs> right. it takes a lot more hard work but I think it is worth it because like you said like it is all about relation it, it, relation relationships is what it comes down to really you want them to learn how to how to function in relationships and they have to know they have to learn that in order to be functioning adults Yeah. For me, it's important that people understand that I, too, am just kind of Mm -hmm. learning this on the fly. Mm -hmm. You know, I think people think I somehow have this down and like know what I'm doing and do it right all the time. And, 
you know, I've had even friends of mine say like, please don't judge me for my parenting. And it's like, that is not what it's about because we are all, I mean, I screw it up all the time. So I think, you know, I think it can be helpful just to hear Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I don't know if this is the right way. I don't know if this is going to feel like what I want to keep doing two weeks from now. All I know is what I was doing and how that was going did not feel right Mm -hmm. and it didn't feel good to me. And so I'm just making it up as I go based on, you know, some principles and some ideas of what I think, but certainly do not have the answers all the time. I think we could all, we would all do well to take a note from that playbook in life right? I think so many people are so dogmatic about some things and refuse to pivot. Like, this is what I think I should be doing. But I get new information. I have my like my own processing through that. Like, eh, you know what, I'm gonna I don't, I don't really think that anymore. I don't, I don't believe that or I don't think this is the right thing anymore. And so we pivot. And it seems like in our society in general, there seems to be this inability to do that in a lot of regards. And so I think I think that that we'd all do well to to take a note from that playbook again to say, like, if you think you're doing it right, and I think we all are doing the best we can, you get new information, yeah. you X, Y, and Z, meh, I'm going to pivot. I'm not going to do that anymore. Yep. And it's change. Let's try something different and see what happens. Right. Yeah, for sure. All right. Today, yet again, like we've done in some others, I'm going to do my work out loud. Oh, geez. Because... <laughs> no, no, it's not. Okay. It's not somehow, sometimes work. your work turns into my work sometimes. <laughs> and I didn't sign up for that. I suppose I can't promise that. But it is something that has been going on the last week. And I really am. I really am thinking through it. And this again is another one of like, I do not know. I don't know exactly what to do. And I'm, you know, trying to figure it out. So I figure like you, you know, you can help me and okay. we can just right. the people. <laughs> We'll see. Okay. So this has to do with my buddy Lincoln and math. Oh, I don't. I don't math. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Lincoln thinks he doesn't math either. And so it truly has been the last, well, since we went back to school, I guess. Has that only been a week? Has it been two weeks? I don't know. I still don't know what day it is. But the last couple weeks. He comes home and just loses it about math. And the things he says about himself are really sad to me. You know, he'll say, like, I can't do math. I'm so stupid. He'll talk about how many he gets wrong when he has his little, like, worksheets he has to do. He compares himself a lot to his friends. My, I'm only on 10A and my friends are on 12. They're so much further than I am. I have to go back and redo these sections, all these things. And so it's really challenging, I think, for any of us when our kids say like disparaging things about themselves mm-hmm. because this is where validation becomes hard because I'm not validating those beliefs about yourself. No, I don't, because I don't believe that to be true. But I'm trying to validate that you believe that about yourself and like empathize and sympathize with where he's at while also trying to help him shift 
away from these negative beliefs he has about himself. Mm -hmm. So, right, all I want to do is say, like, you're not you're not bad at math. That's ridiculous. You know, I have answers for all of the things that he says. And I could just tell him all the things. <laughs> but I'm struggling with how to do that in a way that doesn't completely invalidate him or shut him down. He does not believe me when I tell him, when I try and give him alternative beliefs about himself when it comes to math. He doesn't believe me at all. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to recognize what this is triggering in me because it is because I find myself wanting to just keep talking, which mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm usually pretty good at like just being quiet and letting him be, you know, whatever he is. But this is bringing up some stuff and I just desperately want to help him. Mm -hmm. So just to tell you a little bit about his school, he goes to Montessori, which if you're not familiar, is very different than kind of traditional school. It is more student-led, I guess we'll say. So they have like a work plan, which is like all of the assignments and things, activities they have to do. They get to decide in what order they do that. They get to decide with whom they do that. They can work in pairs. They're laying on the floor. There's still a like a lesson plan, I guess, for lack of a better term. But they get a lot of agency and control over how that gets completed Montessori usually is also very like self-correcting. So instead of a teacher like taking a red pencil to a, a worksheet, they do the worksheet and then there is the correct answers on a worksheet and they, they grade their own basically. Mm -hmm. And it's a self-correcting type of thing to kind of diminish, you know, how terrible that feels when we've all gotten those marked up things. Mm -hmm. So the other thing is he does not have homework. It's just a principle of Montessori. So I have no idea what he's doing. <laughs> he tells me, but I can't even figure out based on the terms he's using. <laughs> I get multiplication. I know what that is. But he's telling me these things and I can't. We don't see the work because it doesn't come home, mm -hmm. which is one thing I love about Montessori because right? <laughs> I'll be damned if I'm trying to make him do an hour of homework when he gets home. But Ben and I don't know how to help him. And so we're trying to ask questions, which is pissing him off even more. Um, and we're trying to figure out what the heck is happening. So, okay. So here are some things that I have recognized of like things I'm thinking. And I uh, am trying to figure them out all out at the same time. So a couple things. I desperately want him to be successful academically. You know, Ben and I are fairly smart people. And I believe our kids are fairly smart. And I I don't think any of us want our kids to struggle academically. Like that doesn't feel good. So I recognize that a lot of that is my stuff and probably related to, I mean, we'll just do the work here. The worth I place on being intelligent. Mm -hmm. Just say it like that. Judge me if you want. <laughs> the second thing... <laughs> The second thing is I want him to learn to work hard and push through challenging things. You know, I think we've talked, we have that whole episode on quitting and we were not allowed to quit Monopoly. And so, 
I mean, I know they're not going to let him quit math. Mm -hmm. He can't just quit math. But I, it's important to me that as a person, he learns that it's right. We can do hard things Mm -hmm. and things are hard and you have to learn just to push through them and work hard. Even though that sucks. I also want him to not compare himself to other people. Because, I mean, if we all could do that as adults, we'd be in such a better spot. And I can see that starting in him, and he's nine. And so trying to figure out, I don't have any idea how to do that one, but i it's what I'm thinking mm-hmm. about of, because what I think is happening is I think he is probably average at math. He is strong in other things. He's really strong in science. I think he's he's average in math. His teachers do not say anything about him being deficient in math at all. But he's he's average. And the way Montessori is set up, you can keep going if you're strong in a subject. You can keep going until you ma- you tap out. Mm-hmm. It's not right like you're stuck in this fourth grade curriculum. You just keep going if math is a strength of yours. And so I think maybe some of his friends are stronger in math than he is. And so, but he can now see them mm-hmm. moving quicker than he is. And so I think that is causing a lot of this like comparison stuff. And then I want him to be able to ask for help when he doesn't know how to do something. That's really challenging for him. We worked on that a lot where I have helped him ask for help in the past. I've reached out to the teacher and said like, he's really struggling. Can you please talk to him but I want him to be able to ask for help I also want him to recognize his own abilities I don't want to raise a kid that thinks they're great at everything I think you and I can both you know we're as adults it's fine to admit like I I don't math Mm -mm. it's not the thing Mm -hmm. for me but we also all know adults who act as though they can do everything and they are great at everything and we think that's not possible. Mm-hmm. And so it's this back and forth of wanting him to be confident and yet recognize math is not my thing. Now, one area we have, this probably sounds bad, but one area we've been better at doing this is art. And kid can't draw. Kid cannot. <laughs> he cannot. And... He comes by that honestly because Ben and I cannot draw stick figures. I mean, it is bad. Mm -hmm. We are not. That is just not. I got zero drops of that skill. And so he's much better to say like, I can't do art, mom, because of you. (laughs) Say like, yeah, I'm real sorry about that, buddy. Math, Math feels different. And so those are all the things I'm thinking all at the same time as I'm trying to figure out like, how the hell do I help my son? in all of these ways over this like one little I know you know in the scheme of things this is a small it'll probably be over by this week thing but it just brings up this one small thing brings up all of these questions and my own stuff and things I'm trying to figure out and switch and change and support and push and validate and challenge and all at the same time it's been a tiring week yes 
I'm bad. That's exhausting. <laughs> Trying to process all that at the same time. Right. And I don't know that school stuff is so hard. And I know we've had episodes about school and just about how to support them behaviorally. I feel like the academics bring a whole other factor into it because a lot of the parents that I have talked to and friends I have and that kind of thing that maybe would respond or do things that I would like, that doesn't feel right for me is because they want their kids Mm -hmm. to be successful. Yeah. And that success to them means, you know, academically or financially or more of like a status kind of thing. And academics obviously are a key part of that. So that makes it tricky. Well, I think a couple of things. Number one, I think that, and this is, uh, let me preface by saying, I do not have my own children. So I'm just going to speak from my own experience and what I've seen and what I have viewed from, you know, my friends, you that do have children that are walking through this parenting journey. I think that, and you can jump in and correct me if you think this has nothing to do with what you just said, but I think part of it is that as a generation, it was ingrained in us that academic success means one thing. Yeah. That there is one blueprint that represents a successful academic career that yeah. is good grades, A's and B's. That is you go to co- you go to a four-year college, you get a degree, you get a full-time eight to five cubicle job, yada, 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 or something similar. Mm-hmm. Like that was what was preached to us is that that's what academic success looks like. I don't believe that. And so I don't know if that, and this may not apply to you, but I think some parents do still hold to that. And if you do have a kid that is not not bent that way, that would, you know, success to them in their adulthood, maybe going to trade school or starting their own business or, you know, X, Y, and Z, I think that do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I think that may yeah. be, no, I'm not necessarily attributing that to you, which I think maybe, maybe because you do value, because you've invested a lot of time, a lot of energy and lots and lots of money in getting to where you are. But I think that you were, you were and are gifted to be where you are right now. No, I think that makes perfect sense. And I think it's, I am with you and I believe, I don't believe that anymore that Everybody has to go to no. a four-year school yeah, I know. and right. all that stuff. I say that, and then if someone were to say, but do you want your kids to go to college? I would say, like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because the systems and society haven't caught up with that necessarily. Right. And so you're left with, okay, but my kid is not, not even gifted, not even, like, you know, strong academically, but just not interested, but can build anything you give him. Mm -hmm. Because he's in a system that is going to tell him he's failing. Mm -hmm. And so you're stuck with believing that and really wanting to empower our kids of like, you can do, you don't have to go to college, you can go into a trade, or you can start your own business, or you can, I don't care how, however you, you know, whatever your path is. Because by the time they get there, the system is going to convince them that they are a failure mm-hmm. because they don't math mm-hmm. or they can't sit still to 
you know, fix the grammar in a sentence. Like that kind of stuff is, it makes it really tricky to support them and say like, okay, we just kind of had to play the system while also convincing them Mm -hmm. that they're okay. You know? Yeah. It's it's real hard. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that 100%. I do not math. I have not mathed. My entire life up until, I mean, I, we've had this conversation before. I know the exact moment I realized I do not math. And it's seventh grade, seventh grade algebra. And we had gone to a Christian school up until that point. And I remember I went into public school in seventh grade and I went to algebra class and I was a straight A student up until that point, And I got a C in algebra one with Miss Sherrod and devastated me. And mm. from that point on, through high school and even the math class I had to take in college, I knew I was just trying to pass that joker. Like I tried and I I went in and got help and I like all these things. It just my brain does not work that way. Yeah. And so I think that while that is a hard road to walk, like we want our kids to understand like there's not one blueprint for everybody, but you do kind of have to play the system. You, you kind of figure out how, have to figure out how to at least pass. We got to pass. I don't care. Yep. Like, and I don't remember mom and dad ever saying that to me. I don't remember them talking about grades. They would not lot. have said that. They would not have said that. No, I'm saying you. I don't remember them even talking to us about grades because I think we just, we just knew we were supposed to get good grades. Like that's just what we yeah. do. Yeah. Some of our siblings struggled more so than me and Leah. And I think I'm a rule follower, so I just wanted to do what I was supposed to do and get good grades. But that conversation of how do you how do you acknowledge to a nine year old? Well, here's what I was gonna ask you. Like we're not good at everything, but is like science, he's really good at science. So is he not ahead of his classmates in science? Can you not draw that parallel like with him? Like, you know how you're like way ahead of everybody in science, but they're ahead of you in math. Sometimes that's how that works. Like all of us are different at different they're good at different things. Yeah, and I try to say that. I think because math is more linear, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like you have to know addition before you can figure out subtraction. You have to know how to multiply before you can figure out how to divide. I think science is harder to see who's who's stronger. You know what I mean? Because it's facts and experiment. You know, it's just, it's different. I think. Yeah, that's true. And he didn't come up talking about science. And I truly, I do not know what he does in school. I don't know what they're working on. He tells me what he wants to. But I try and say that of like, you know, Yes, everybody is good at different things. And honestly, I think he could probably be good at math. He has a dad that is very good at math. Mm -hmm. And so I keep trying to say, like, can dad help you? (laughs) (laughs) Can you bring something home? Have your dad help you? He would love to help you. He's very good at math. But what happens is, as Lincoln tends to do, he gets so worked up, he just starts crying. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it turns into, like, what I hear as whining and it drives me batty (laughs) and that irritates me more than anything. And so then what I do is I just stop bringing it up, which is also what I'm working on because I don't want to deal with the drama of it all. That is a lot coming from me. Uh It was very dramatic. He gets that honest too. (laughs) Correct. Paint drawing is dramatic. I understand (laughs) all of it. 
And it's true, right? Of like, that's the thing that irritates me the most. So I've just stopped. I don't want to ask him about it because I don't want to deal with it, which again is some of what I've been asking myself this week of like, you can't, that is not an appropriate solution. You have got to figure your shit out because that's not fair Mm -hmm. to this little guy who clearly needs something. And so I'm having to ask about it. What I have learned is this is something I cannot ask about at our nightly meeting because by that time I just want to get the heck out of his room (laughs) because I'm tired. And if I kick it up at night, then I'm in there for 30 minutes because we're working through all the things. So I have learned that it leaves me with a very helpless feeling to which I am avoiding, which is I am great at. Mm-hmm. And I just want to withdraw completely and just say like, fine, I just, they'll figure it out. He'll figure it out with his teacher. I don't want to deal with it. So working through that too of that is not how, that's not how I want to show up for mm-hmm. my kids. You know, yes, it's hard. It's uncomfortable. I get frustrated. That doesn't give me a pass. Yeah. That means there's, that means that's my work to do. And that means I got to figure out either a different way or a different time or something because I'm not willing to be the parent that just ignores it because it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's not easy either. Is there a benefit to, I'm not saying ignore it, but like, do you feel like the more you ask questions about it, like the more that you are potentially kind of contributing to his idea that this is important, like that this rat, that this matters, that this, do you understand what I'm asking? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I know there's, you want to ask, you don't want to be like an absent or just avoid it because you don't want to hear and whine about it. But is there potentially could asking questions about it? I mean, obviously from a good place because I want to know. Yeah. Not dwell on it. Like I want to hear about it and then I'm going to, I'm going to validate the way you feel. I'm not going to validate the negative thoughts that you have about yourself because I don't believe that. Have just like that one conversation and then we're going to move on because ultimately I don't care. I don't care if you're good at math. I don't care. Like it doesn't doesn't change the way I feel about you. It doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change all these other things that you're good at. I care how you feel about it because it's important to you. But yeah. ultimately, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And maybe maybe that would be different than just avoiding it because it irritates yeah. me. Yeah. It's purposeful. And I have only, yeah, yeah I have only periodically asked and... Truly, because he gets to determine in what way he does his work, he just didn't do it last week. And he would come home and I would say, like, how did math go today? And he goes, I didn't do it. You know, he did his other stuff on his work plan. And I said, okay. And then he'd say, I'm sorry, I didn't do it. And I would say, like, buddy, I don't care. I'm just trying to figure out if you need anything else from me. So, yeah, I can maybe think of a different way or ask him if he wants to tell me about it or trust him that he'll tell me about it if he needs to or wants to. Can you ask him about his work plan without specifically asking about math? Like, yeah. how'd, how'd your work plan go today? Like, what did you work on today? And that yeah. way, he doesn't even think about, he didn't, he obviously didn't think about math anyway, because <laughs> he was doing this other stuff. He avoided it. Yeah. Eventually, it'll get to the, you know, the end of the week or the whatever, however that's measured. And he'll say, all I had was my math today. And then that's the opportunity to talk about how he's feeling. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can work that in. And we're, we keep saying like, how, how can we help you? What do you want us to do? 
that you think will be helpful. We can do nothing and that's totally fine. And so he said, like, he actually asked us to get him flashcards, which (laughs) makes me want to throw up (laughs) thinking of how often, like, I mean, woof, but okay, if you want us to get you some flashcards, I suppose we could do that, you know? And I, I can, I think other parents would say like, well, you need to make him practice at home 20 minutes every night or like get it, get his work. And we ain't doing that. I'm a big believer in like school can take care of school. I will take care of home when mm-hmm. his teachers come here and make him, make him clean up his clothes. I will go there and make him do his work that we have different roles here. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. So we're working on ways of like, do I need to help him talk to his teacher or get him, get him his flashcards? What I do know is. I tend, because of all of that junk I talked about, like all the different things going through my head, I am tending to want to lecture Mm. and talk about all of those. There was like eight or nine things on there Mm -hmm. of, I want you to be able to push through and sometimes things are hard and you're not the same as your friends and other people. And he shuts down (laughs) and starts crying even more. Mm -hmm. And so I need to shut my mouth and just keep telling him I don't even know keep telling him all the good things and shut my mouth with the bad things I don't know that's the other thing I'm trying to figure out like what what can I say that's helpful and what do I need to shut my trap about and let him he's nine he's got a lot of years to figure out we don't need to compare ourselves to other people so I just need to slow myself way down I think and not try and teach him all those things at one time mm-hmm. which is again, is usually much easier for me. I I am not a lecturer at all. And so the fact that that is what is happening to me is my signal that this is more about me. Mm-hmm. Something about this is more about me than it is about him and math. And again, that is my work to do. I I do not need to put that on on Lincoln at all. Yeah, that's hard because I know that all comes from a good place. Like I was talking to a friend of mine this morning and, you know, her daughter is in middle school, I think, and is just struggling to find friends. And like, how do you, Mm. like, how do you do that? Like, how do you, do I, do I let her get in these friendships that I know are not going to work out and that they're going to get it? These girls are going to hurt her. They're going to say mean things. Or do I let her just be by herself and lonely and all these things? Like, this comes from a, we want our kids to be safe. We want them to be happy. We want them to know at nine and 10, the lessons that we know at 42. And that's not, yeah. it's not possible. And so how do we, I think maybe you just need to pick the higher arc, the higher arching things that you're able to, I mean, it's like you always said, they're, they're not going to, we think they're going to end up you know, in jail, dead or under the bridge. And it's not, it's not, they're not going to do that at nine. They're not, he's not going to whatever. I don't know, fill in the blank, but it's this desire in us as parents to like want our kids to be safe, whole and happy and no issues. And we want them to be successful and we don't want them to, you know, have questions about themselves or doubt themselves or think they're less than, and, you know, fill in the blank for however much, but maybe it's picking these hierarching higher arching arcing I don't know what that word is but these (laughs) the higher level things and focus on one or two rather than all of these eight or nine things that yes are coming from your stuff and as you're saying those I'm like I'm you know same 
like same preaching over here. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, cause it is, it's the way we were, the way we were brought up, the messages we got. And then we, we do, we translate those to our kids. So what are the bigger, so if you were going to say like, what is of all the nine things that you said <laughs> that you're processing through, like what would be the one, the one thing that you want him to know now and when he's 40 like what's the one the biggest thing pick one of those out and what is that you want me to say yeah oh probably to push through and work hard okay that's two things <laughs> because well, can you so- push can you push through without working hard <laughs> yeah oh. let's, go, let's go with the flow. Uh, work work hard <laughs> Work hard. Because even when it's easy, I want you to work hard. Right. Because <laughs> you didn't work hard in high school and you somehow got through. Listen. Listen. <laughs> that's, that's facts. A, we're not talking about that But today. that's facts, Leah. Like, you didn't have to. It just came naturally for you. That's truth. What is your point? <laughs> I'm saying it. You know what I'm saying. Sometimes it's going to be easy. Sometimes it's, you're not going to have to work very hard. Yeah, and then sometimes you do, and I want yeah. him to know when he has to. <laughs> and but who defines that? Who defines? He working? does. Okay. And how do you help he him? Does. How do you help him define that? Well, the thing I wrote down at, as I was, believe it or not, sometimes I prep and write an outline for these things. <laughs> the very last thing I wrote on my little notes is. Ultimately, changing his way of thinking will only happen through his own experiences Mm -hmm. and that my words really mean nothing. Nobody learned to work hard by somebody like berating them or telling them to work hard. Mm -hmm. You learn to work hard for lots of different reasons. And that is ultimately what I have to keep reminding myself and what I am where I'm settling in my role in all of this is he has to have his mm-hmm. own experiences in this. And my role is to help him draw those connections and validate, not that he got all the answers right, because he may not, but mm-hmm. that he, I am so proud that you have worked so hard on this this week, or I know this has been challenging and I understand how frustrating that is. And that that is my role in this and not to try to fix it or teach him all these lessons or any of that because my words are not how that's going to happen Mm -hmm. same for you know making friends you can't talk some you know talk kids into learning social skills and yeah you have to let them fail and get hurt and struggle and cry and whine and all those things and Mm -hmm. viewing those as tools and steps to the goal as opposed to signs that they're not there or they're not getting there. And that's that's ultimately what I hope for him is that he can gain some of this over time, mm-hmm. again, because he's only nine, by his own experiences and how he feels differently and how we can support him in that Yeah, differently. I think that's good. And in the process of doing that, that's the other side of that coin, right, is you doing your own work to help him be able to do that. Because right now you're triggered by all of your own stuff. Yeah. Positively and negatively. The nine-year-old in you that just wants to, you know, to wants to get all A's. And the nine-year-old in you that doesn't want to be left out or, you know, X, Y, and Z. Like, it's 
how do I do my own work as the adult to be able to then allow him in as safe an environment as I can create to learn all of those things at nine or begin to learn them that I know now at 42. Yep. Yeah. And the hope in doing an episode like like this that feels very specific and pinpointed is that this is true to me, no matter what the issue is, Mm -hmm. whether it's academics or making friends or learning a sport or learning not to lie or whatever it is, it, this is the process and this is the junk that it brings up mm-hmm. in all of us as parents and how that shows up in our parenting mm-hmm. regularly. And then the importance of pulling that back away from our kids because that's not their responsibility and doing our own stuff and work in order to then go back and try to do it a little bit differently for them down the road. Yeah, and having the the presence of mind to, like you did, like, why is this bothering me so much? Why is this, why is his, why is him talking about how bad he is at school or bad he is? Why is that bring, why does that make me feel? It has nothing, like, he, he's nine. Like, they're learning multiplication. Why is that making me, as a grown adult, feel all of these things and then right. having the wherewithal to go in introspectively and figure that out, like that is our work to do. And like you said, keeping that away from them and keeping from transferring all of the stuff that we're feel, feeling onto them, which they do pick up on and could only yep. exacerbate that. How do I compartmentalize that with, within myself, support him, figure out my own junk that's the work to do. To me, that is what gentle parenting is. Has nothing. Agreed. It has nothing to do with you let your kids do X, Y, and Z. You don't set rules. No, I am able to. I think we posted a, a video on was it Instagram? I don't know about that mom who was the little kid was bringing her the cup of coffee and he just yeah. spilled it a yeah. little bit, and then you can hear her just calmly talking to that kid. But sometimes. Whether we were yelled at when we were little for spilling things or whatever, like to me, gentle parenting is being able to compartmentalize my junk and work through that without transferring it to my kids because they don't deserve that. That's not fair. Like I, I think we say that all the time. I think it's so unfair what we do to kids. And a lot of it is because we refuse as adults to work through our own junk. And I am proud of you for talking about it today. And I, I think that there's a lot of people that, like I said, our generation was fed this line that academic success looks one way. And that is ours. That is not our kids that your kid may be wired to be the next Elon Musk. Like you don't know, like, and so by trying to shove these kids in a box that we were shoved in, it does nobody any good. And I feel like it, it potentially does them a huge disservice, but it is super important Again, I think to have these pointed conversations because it does show the example that it's not about our kids. It's about us. It's about us doing the work within ourselves to be better. And when we know better, we do better. Yep. All right. Well, I appreciate you sitting with us while I have my own (laughs) mini therapy session. And I hope it was even remotely helpful. Yes. So we appreciate you as always. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of Parental Development. 
If you found this helpful at all, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you choose to stream. And if you have questions that you'd like answered on the show, email info at parentaldevelopment.com. We'd love to hear from you to know that someone else is actually listening. And remember, we're all doing the best we can in this parenting thing. So survive the day and keep the kids alive. See you next time.